0: You are listening to Brothers Bomb on Open Lines Radio. Uh, Follow Brothers Bomb on Instagram at Brothers Bomb Podcast. Uh, Follow Doug on Instagram at d.is4doug. That's with the number four. Follow me, Mark, on Instagram at tincan.telephone. And uh, follow Open Lines Radio at Open Lines Radio. Did I say that already? I might have. Uh, What else? What else? www.openlinesradio.com. Full of resources for you. There's links to all of your favorite podcast apps so you can find Open Lines Radio, from uh, wherever your favorite podcast uh, listening platform is. And uh, you can also, if you'd like to start your own podcast, and I really suggest that you do, there's a link on www.openlinesradio.com. Uh, down on the, the bottom right corner, uh, it is a link to Podbean. And from there, you can. it's so easy to create your own podcast. You can record straight from your phone to the Podbean app, and it will upload it for you. It will put it on all the directories. It's the easiest way to get your voice out there. And also, if you want to uh, talk to people uh, from a distance, the way Doug and I talk on this podcast, this particular podcast, we used Ringer, we used the Ringer app, R-I-N-G-R, com Easiest way to get there is also to uh, go to openlinesradio.com and click that link in the bottom right corner. Uh, not only do you get access to Ringer and and uh, unlimited creative potential, you also kind of help us out a little bit along the way. Um, also, other ways to do that, support us on Patreon. Um, at uh, It's www.patreon.com slash openlinesradio. It's 2 bucks a month. You get access to all of uh, the open lines radio podcasts that i'm associated with um also i do a couple other uh podcasts uh, a, couple, a couple extras that are only found on patreon you can't find them anywhere else so uh, you get a few of those uh, two to four a month so i mean hey that's worth it right there right okay uh what else uh, i think that's about it um hope you love it uh, this is brothers bomb enjoy
1: When the president talks to God, are the conversations brief or long? Does he ask to rape our women's rights and send poor farm kids off to die? Does God suggest an oil hike when the president talks to God? When the president talks to God, are the consonants all hard or soft? Is he resolute all down the line? Is every issue black or white? Does what God say ever change his mind when the president talks to God? When the president talks to God, does he fake that drawl or merely nod? Agree which convicts should be killed, where prisons should be built and filled? Which voter fraud must be concealed when the president talks to God? When the president talks to God, I wonder which one plays the better cop. We should find some jobs, the ghetto's broke. No, they're lazy, George, I say we don't. Just give them more liquor stores and dirty coke. That's what God recommends. When the president talks to God, do they drink near beer and go play golf? While they pick which countries to invade, which Muslim souls still can be saved? I guess God just calls a spade a spade when the president talks to God. When the president talks to God, does he ever think that maybe he's not? That that voice is just inside his head when he kneels next to the presidential bed? Does he ever smell his own bullshit when the president talks to God? I doubt it. I doubt it.
0: Here's also what I find interesting is uh, how, how, so, I don't know. It's just the way you can, you can see it. You can try to keep your attention on, on something, Uh but we live in a world where, where we've been conditioned not to, I mean, two weeks after Uh everything starts, like you don't even think of it happening anymore. Right. Um, At least that's what I've noticed. It's all, it's like Uh as soon as the celebrities step in, suddenly everyone loses interest.
2: Well, I imagine our attention span is is um, you you think of just the coronavirus stuff, you know, you isolate that, and you look at where you know when when Rudy Gobert um, that that was kind of like the when the NBA decided to close down uh, It was kind of like when all of this started it seemed nationwide mm-hmm. was when is when all this happened that was it was just at the end of March or mid March, you know which wasn't that long ago. Um, and it just, it it feels like there's been three stages or four stages since then. And just within a few months, you know, like the will, the will just kind of keeps changing like the will of the mass or the will of the people or whatever it is. Um, and I don't know how it is where you're at, but around here, um, There's definitely a sentiment of no, we're just going to go back to normal. Yeah. And even uh, this morning, I had to we 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 ran and grabbed something um, at a store this morning. And even just general public wearing masks, even when you when you when you see on the you walk in um, to the store and it says please wear a mask, like people just don't around
0: here. You know, the people working there aren't wearing masks. It's the same thing here.
2: Well, and it's, it's, it's just kind of interesting how that's changed and it's almost kind of been like, um, you know, wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. It's similar to like wearing, you know, putting a bumper sticker on your car of your, of your political affiliation kind of thing. Um, <laughs> right. Right. And it's, and it's, uh, it's, it's just bonkers to me that, um, like, I don't know. I, and maybe it's always been like that, you know? Um, but I'm sure social media has, has shortened the timeframe or, or maybe like magnified the intensity, um, of these kind of things. But it's kind of bonkers to me how, like how quickly things can change and how much a message, just like a, a message, the masks in particular, um, seem like a pretty benign thing. They're something we can all do. Um, and it reduces risk seems like at the very least like why not do that and it's just interesting that that message can still be controlled to be like stick it to him you know stick it to the man don't don't tell but you know don't let you know the government
0: or the libs or whoever tell you what to do
2: and so yeah. I, I just I, it's interesting to me
0: i uh ran into the store yesterday just to pick up a bag of ice yeah. So I just parked, and Holly stayed in the car, and I ran in, and I came back out, and she was like, "You forgot your mask." And I was like, uh-huh. "Oh, that's okay. that's okay. Nobody in there was wearing a mask." Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like, wait, wait, the fact that nobody was wearing a mask probably meant I should have been, you know?
2: Right. Well, in in our state um, here, at the uh, this was these numbers are maybe a few days old, so it might have been the week before, but the. The num- the last I'd seen the last week's week of numbers was the highest um, the state had received positive cases since it started, and you know if we had those numbers you know a month and a half ago people would be kind of losing their mind and panicking and now um, it's just perceived differently, and so so it's it's kind of interesting you know you look at that and then you you couple that with um, I'm, I'm kind of curious kind of where you're at, what the sentiment is with, with like racial tension or even just the, the kind of the police reform
0: um, thing where we like, what's the sentiment where, that kind of in your community? Well, I don't know about my community um, as far as uh-huh. like my, I don't know. It's because we're, we're in a military town, very conservative uh-huh. where, where we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Conservative farm town um we're 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 blocks away not blocks away, we're miles away from uh pretty liberal neighborhoods but not really <laughs> actually yeah, yeah. I, I, it's, we uh, we're it's it's pretty conservative where i am so you see a lot of people defying the mask and you see a lot of people and 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 where i live in particular fallbrook is kind of known as a kkk hub you know maybe not in the past 30 years but 30 years ago it was you know there there are families here that have been generations of uh white supremacists so around around where i live you don't see a whole lot of uh things going on but it's been very close The, the what's happening is Kind of hit close, not necessarily because we've wanted it to, but just we have uh, family members. Uh, not you and I, but Holly has family members who are in law enforcement, and so they're seeing things a lot differently, and and, and we're kind of getting pulled into things yeah. more than um, than uh, uh, we should be. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like look, uh-huh. I know we're going to yeah, have yeah. differing opinions, so let's just not. Um, yeah yeah you know not even have because i don't i don't know so it's and 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 my daughters have been uh, really uh, my oldest especially like involved in it's been active and active yeah. and and so uh-huh. i don't know it's, it's really hard to what what language to use um because right. we're our family very much stands for on the side of the protests um my, my uh-huh. daughter participates in the protests and and yeah. we're we're for defunding the police as as um has mm-hmm. you know how, I don't know how people are people have taken that and twisted it they know they're twisting it they know it yeah. doesn't mean yeah. taking police right. off the streets what they say it means yeah right. it doesn't matter what language you use they're going to twist it yeah but and and and, the, and so. I don't know i don't know i don't know i'm trying to know how to approach it we uh because like i said because there is family members that take things so personally that it's we've kind of just been trying to um maybe not be so vocal just to avoid um family tension yeah the the tension with them yeah um but but i don't know like like it's 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 and that that's its and here's you know let's let's talk about COVID and how this works because here here's what i've seen uh-huh. in in just watching these protests and we found this really cool link um because of the Utah protests that were going on we were watching the Utah news yeah at kutv.com mm-hmm. and if you go to the watch live they have a, a link that you can watch uh, it's called i think it's like national feed it says national yeah. feed one and national feed two yeah. And you watch, and what it is is, it's like, it's like, just it's just a light. It's like some some cameraman's camera feed, uh-huh. but they're not live on the air anywhere, right? And it kind of skips around from city to city, and then it seems like right at eight, 8 p.m. they turn they cut them, and, that, and that's like when the beatings start, I think. You know? <laughs> but, but but especially that first week, like I was coming home from work, and I was going straight to the computer and watching. And and, and it felt like you were there because there was no, the the microphone was the only the microphone that was on top of the camera. So you're getting like real, the real sounds. And like, sometimes the guys, the cameraman puts the camera on the ground and like, you're just seeing people's feet, you know, walking around. Yeah. But the one thing I noticed was that protesters around the country were all pretty good about having masks on. Yeah. And then there's this line of police in front of them and none of the police are wearing masks. Yeah. And 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 part of me want, want the conspiratist in me is like, is this kind of like uh, smallpox? Are these cops all infected? And they put them out there without <laughs> masks purposefully to spread the virus <laughs> to, to <spread>. protesters. <laughs> yeah. Why else wouldn't yeah. they be wearing them? Yeah, so, it's, I, it is a little weird. So you see, you just see the 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 the. the you know, each side, the right and left as mask wear, not mask wear. It's, 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 right. it's crept in. But, but like I was saying, we, we I would come home and, and and be in those protests and be watching those protests. And then at, you, this thing clicks where you're like, and this is my white privilege kicking in where it's like, I just can't watch this anymore. Uh-huh. I'm going to put on the new Seinfeld special, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's been a week and I have I don't even know what's going on anymore. It's been a, it's, it's been
2: a, I don't know what it is about the last little bit. It's, it's impacted um, our household quite a bit. Um, both, you know, me and Jamie um, have, and we, in fact, we went to a Black Lives Matter protest last week um, uh, just because it felt like, because it, it, it's one, it's hard to even know. It's hard to know what to do. Like as a, like for me in particular is this like white man living in the suburbs in Utah where you, know, if you i mean even just with Utah in and of itself um if you look at just racial diversity demographics across the country Utah is one of the the intermountain west is one of the whitest spots in like on the planet really but like in the country and so it's it's kind also, of hard also to a like, statistic
0: even... that showed Utah has the highest per capita uh death by cop to black man is the more than anywhere in the oh, country oh really yeah huh tops the nation and and it's it's a, it's hard
2: to know like it's hard to know what to do um but like you feel a need to do something um like i, I don't this this particular time to me like it feels a little different than any of the past you know i, I was looking at i saw there's in the Montgomery bus boycotts, um lasted over a year. You know, like it, they boycotted the buses. It took, could you imagine 365 or you know, more than that of uh, of like just continued protests, like the endurance that it takes to have to like keep doing that. Yeah. Um and um like from my perspective it felt it felt kind of like this need to um to do something. And so, you know, we went to a black lives matter protest, um, and everybody was wearing masks. In fact, they said, you know, if you're not wearing a mask, you'll be asked to leave. People went around with hand sanitizer and water and, you know, whatever, just like actually pretty well organized. Um, and, um, but what's been interesting too is with my wife, she's also felt a bit of a need to, um, kind of like draw the line, the boundaries, like there are people in her life that um she doesn't agree with on that that are important to her and we were at an event where um like a dinner and stuff came up and she was um very kind of forceful <laughs> in her opposition to what they were saying, you know? Mm-hmm. And things got tense for a minute. Um but it was actually pretty nice because it like it drew a line, essentially saying, "Hey, you're going to say that, or if you're going to espouse that, then like, it's not going to go unchecked. Right. We don't have to have this conversation, but if we're going to. Yeah. If you're going to yeah. go there, we'll go yeah. there kind of thing, you know? And, um and so, I don't know, this one's felt, this one's felt a little, little different to me. Um And I've, I've been wrestling the last little bit. I mean, even prior to um, the, to George Floyd protests, just in the past, like for me personally, um, I've been struggling with, like I, I've like kind of looked in my own in my own life, like how I felt growing up as a kid about racial relations in general, and you know, like within within our faith paradigm that we are raised up in, there's this idea of like dark skin color came from a curse of their ancestors, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this whole white and delights and stuff in the scriptures and. And there's a there was a priesthood ban up until I mean you were alive when there was a priesthood ban um, based on color of skin and um, in the Mormon Church and I have in the Mormon Church yeah and there there have been people who who I know and care about who I've heard say things like um, uh, black people were fence sitters in the pre existence which is why they came down as black people or that. That um, uh, that God gave people color of skin to help them identify who to marry with. I, I I've heard those things growing up, and I so even prior to this, I've been really frustrated with that. And and feeling like there is an element of the belief. Now, I mean, a lot of people today, you know, by modern standards, have disavowed some of those teachings, but not everybody. And it's still, and it's like some of those things are still in the sacred scripture of it. And so I've are like, just in general, just within the community, like, that's something I've been frustrated and wrestling with. And then, like, this is kind of, um, and, and when I say wrestle, it's not that I wrestle with the belief of it anymore. Like, I gave that up a while ago, but I wrestle with the fact that there are, um, people I care about who still, like, kind of, um, like, it, they still espouse some of these beliefs and it's like, do, how do i do do you just let people i mean to a certain degree yeah you just let people believe what they believe but like what if what they believe is genuinely harmful you know yeah and so anyway this this uh this last little bit has been uh yeah uh, just something where i it, it's felt for me personally it's felt different than than um and I'm, I'm sure a lot of it is just the world kind of feels different where you know you have Everybody's shut down. The economy's kind of in this status of of uh, potential crisis. Unemployment rates right are up, and so it kind of just feels um, hot right now, you know.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, but I also feel like there are um, changes happening. I feel like like the, just the longevity of it uh-huh. is is what is going to get people to change their minds and and i think it's important to see um yeah. white people at those protests because that's how you change white people's minds white people have to right. go along with other white people it's just it's sad you know but like if we're going to make some change it, yeah. it can't be scary for people to come on, on a board with new ideas and we and 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 we have to make yeah the step gentle for the whites <laughs> you
2: know <laughs> well and you you and and I think like there's an element of, especially if you look at the um just police reform in general. One of the things that that I've been kind of frustrated in it is like there's this automatic polarization of position. Like I I, I compare this very similarly to education reform. Um because I think there's a lot of similarities. You know, so education educators are most educators in America are mm-hmm. publicly funded right and most people in America have had interaction with public educators and and you could actually and I say this as a as a public educator somebody who I taught in the classroom for a decade I've spent the last 15 plus years of my life in a public school my wife's a public educator but most people I mean who who on this in this country who's attended public school hasn't had at least one really really shitty experience with the teacher or an educator of some sort you know what i mean like like they're they're every i mean you could say that that's actually the norm that people have had a bad experience probably with with most teachers it seems like
0: that's
2: why the good ones stick out right and that's the thing about it is i i as an educator can say we need like that is a problem And, and, and I, the fact that I identify that there's a problem doesn't make me anti-education or anti-educator. In fact, I would say the fact that I identify there's a problem and, and say that we need to make sure that that is corrected makes me pro-education. You know what I mean? Like that's, and so I, I struggle with the idea of like, by, by identifying that police reform is needed, that makes you anti-cop because it. It it doesn't. You you can you can believe both things that we still need some meth- metric and some method to enforce law, without, but but a, a law that's enforced more justly. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. you can have both of those things, and so um, that's and and I, I think where that's where, where like the importance of actually having the dialogue, having the conversation. And I struggle with that because I'm i I'm very much the type of guy, like, look, it's not worth it to me to sit and argue. Like I, I, it's just not worth the emotional and mental stress of it. And I don't give a shit what you think. And so like, I, it's easy for me to like, just kind of like, whatever, let them, let them be idiots. And that's like, obviously my own perspective of their belief, like let them be idiots. But like, that's the, that's the mode I want to take because it's frankly comfortable for me. And, um, but I almost feel like it, it probably in this particular situation, um, like it's important to have that dialogue because like you have to challenge your, um, like you sometimes have to challenge like what you, like nobody wants to be called racist and nobody who is actually racist, Thinks they're racist. I mean, or few people think they're racist, but like sometimes, sometimes you have to be challenged right. to see the right. biases.
0: And, and, but, but here's the problem is like, how do you, how do you have those conversations? Cause you know, people are so defensive. So like, there's part of me that was like, okay, well, I can take to Instagram and I can mm-hmm. devote my story to trying to educate people. Um, and, but then suddenly do you become the person who is, um, yeah. n- now they've just tuned you out because, you come too hard politically. And so there's you've yeah, got to like yeah. it's almost like you have to find these ways to lead by example. To like you have to make yourself a better person just to be like, look, right. here here I am. I'm this kind and gentle, charitable person. I also believe in this, which is the opposite of you, you know. So it's really you've got to try to find ways to like to yeah. and, and I don't know because people just that that's what I what I was worried about was like okay, if I just devote my time to trying to educate people on what is what the black lives matter movement really means do more people tune out and how can you integrate that into something that will actually be heard? Right.
2: Yeah. I, I actually think you've defined that spot on because it's, it is, it is very easy. If you, if you come too hard, the easy solution is uh, they're just this extremist and like, or they're crazy or they're, and I've done that to people myself. Um, it's like uh, I'm. Yeah, I I've hidden them, or just 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 keep scrolling, just because it's not, you know, they
0: they. Uh, for for instance, you know, they, the anti-vaxxer movement. And, I actually think there's um, a lot of truth into the things they're saying, but the uh-huh. way they come at you, so hot, I can't even. It's just it just tunes it out. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a human in the 21st yeah, you century. When you come that hot, yeah, I, it, it tune you out. You know, so, <laughs> there's there's got to be a better way. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, and I do think, I do think um, coming off as a reasonable individual, uh, kind of like a compassionate individual, somebody who's willing to listen, where like you earn trust. And then when they see this person that I trust, um, maybe see things a little differently than I do. Um, it kind of forces that cognitive dissonance. And I, do think that cognitive dissonance, even though it's uncomfortable in the long run, is good because it kind of it it forces you to question, it forces you to it it forces you to challenge a paradigm, and you have to kind of determine which one is it is it that this guy believes something crazy, or is it that this guy is really just an asshole? And and you you have to determine because both of those are in conflict with what you initially thought of the person, and so you have to kind of wrestle with it. Um And they may just determine that no, you're still wrong, you're just an asshole, and that's fine. Um, but, uh, I, I still think, I still think that is probably the method that affects change the most, um, in terms of, in terms of personal relationships. I also, however, though, think that it, if everybody used that approach, this movement wouldn't go anywhere. Like part of the, re- the reality is part of what is getting people to notice yeah. is the chaos and the writing in the streets. Because because it is it is made everybody go holy shit this is this is getting crazy we got to figure something out here and um, and obviously like you don't condone um, chaos but it, it is what's getting attention and so and so there's that side well, of it there's, too there's there's
0: two things going on there's two things going on and there's two movements happening right now there is the the black lives matter and the people who are protesting for change mm-hmm. and then there are also the anarchists mm-hmm. that are out there as well uh-huh. and they're both products of the same problem which is um oppression and poverty yeah. you know that's how that shit's able to come out and if you don't want to see looting take place again then there's got to be changes societal changes yeah that that need isn't doesn't occur that need like when when the opportunity arises that need to go burn buildings down does isn't sparked because there's it happens for a reason Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even even if the movements even if it's not if it's something completely not associated but that that element comes out when there's an opportunity opportunity that there's we still have to like address okay well what instead of just saying these are criminals they're burning down their own neighborhoods like okay but why and how can we that pre- there's a reason it's happening and what's the change that needs to occur so it doesn't continue to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's hard too cuz nobody wants to give up privilege to let other people have privileges and it's stupid. It's all yeah. just arbitrary. Yeah. Yeah. So it's challenging. I don't know, man. I don't know the answers. Um
2: Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh it, it i I can't 2020 is I mean it'll it'll go down though as a year to remember I mean there's just no doubt about that and it is it is pretty amazing to, to be part of it
0: what here's it's almost like the the problem with uh education uh-huh. I would you say is that um, public education is that you the There's, there's, I guess there's two sides. There's, there's, you're not getting the highest quality teachers because the people who would be high quality teachers are going and getting jobs that pay money.
2: Compensation matters. I mean, there's just no, there's just no way around it. I mean, I left the classroom. I considered myself a really pretty damn good teacher. I left the classroom. I'm still in education, but I left the classroom and I'd be lying if compensation was, wasn't a factor in why I left. You know what I mean? Like that. That is, that's just the reality of it.
0: And I I think as far as the police system goes, it's the same thing. I think you could have a lot better quality overall of police officers if they were compensated better. And instead of this money going to military style, you know, equipment, if it instead went to paying some salaries a little bit more and, and making it so it, so better people were attracted to the occupation Yeah. Uh, but what the problem is is that what education doesn't have is is education doesn't have all these, these armored tanks that they can um, defer, divert money from to pay teachers more but the police have that right
2: well and I you know it, you kind of made me think I haven't quite formulated this in my brain so I, as I talk through it I apologize if it's not going to make total sense but um, you know, when you kind of compared, when I look at it from, if you, if we do that comparison between education and police force, like, because when I try to hire a teacher in a school who's going to be good, like what is it that attracts that, you know, what is it that attracts that um, person to the school? And obviously um, I, I mean, we, I've, I've interviewed candidates who ultimately have turned us down because they couldn't leave their private sector job. Right. They just couldn't financially just like I just I I would want to do this, but I can't. Um but when I'm looking for when I'm looking for a quality educator, there's a certain kind of cultural belief that they have. Um it's it's one that they believe that all kids can learn, that they believe that they uh, like have a willingness to try kind of new innovative um Practices that get kids actually, they're not, they're not like the old school, like, Hey, just sit there and listen to me while I talk. It's, it's getting them to interact with, with content and, and that they, they kind of have like this growth mindset and, and all that stuff. And I, I look at that like the challenge, I think though, just in my interaction with law enforcement and, and we have a police officer in our school and I attend monthly meetings with <coughs> police officers all around the school district. And so you get in this room with um, police officers from—I mean, it's it's dozens of, of officers from different um, municipalities, and it's it's the culture within that within those um, groups is palatable. I mean, you you can feel the machismo. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can you can feel the this, and it's almost like within our current culture. Um, I do think compensation matters, like the type of people you can you can uh, you can recruit to police force or to a police force. And I think in order to increase the compensation, there's probably like additional training that would be needed. Like, how do we appropriately handle mental health concerns versus robberies and so on? Right. Mm -hmm. But I also think within within our current system. um, There is a culture there is like a certain type of guy who wants to be a cop. You know what I mean? Like they're they're just, I, I think it, and, and that's not to say that you still, that those, those cops don't do great things still. And that they're not, that, uh, you know, they still can't be positive and all that. But I do think there is a culture of, it's almost, it's like a, it's like a combatant culture. It's almost like a militant. um, Like we, we, Cops in America view themselves as warriors. Um, not so much, I, and I would say, um, I don't know the right word. I, I want to say not advocate or uh, protector, but like um, I, I just think there's a there's a there's a warrior mentality, and I I see it in my interactions with with police force pretty regularly. And these are a lot of great guys, but there's still there's still this sense of like. Um, we always got to watch. I, I went to a training this year where the, the police officer was talking about how you always have to be on high alert. Anybody who walks in a building, you got to be prepared for them to pull a gun out. And, and it's, it's this incredibly high tense, almost like PTSD. Like I cannot imagine having to be on alert like yeah. that all the
0: time and that not having an impact. Because If something on happens, happens on your watch, mm-hmm. you have to see it. You Can't miss it. And the the sad part about
2: that is to get real cultural change like that, with it within, within that community, that shit is slow building. That like the cultural change takes like a long time. Um, and so I don't know. I don't know what the solution is.
0: Yeah, because because yeah. like you say, it, it takes a long time, and 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 how can you how can and and they they count on that because. How can you, people, yeah. people don't, won't keep their interest. They won't, they won't, uh, they'll, they'll lose interest before right. um, the change actually occurs. Cause we're, we're an immediate gratification world.
2: Mm-hmm. The, to be positive though, I do think, I do think not, you know, I, when I was saying culture, I was talking about police culture, but I do think within American culture, we have seen a shift in the last um, few weeks. Even I, I think I, to me personally, I think. I don't know how much you've been following the NFL and, and Drew Brees and all of that, but I think the um, flag discussion in the NFL, the the NFL commissioner coming out and saying um, that they handled that that wrong, I think that is actually um, a pretty huge step culturally because it forces. Um, I mean that that's one of the most watched um, sports in America, and a lot of the people who watch it tend to have a certain um, view uh of of these issues and i think that in and of itself kind of forces uh people to confront some of those things and so i do i do think that on a broader perspective there is and I, I think that'll have impact i think that'll have impact on on how police forces move forward um so i i do think there is change and i've been kind of impressed with how rapidly that has happened um but you know anyway
0: what a this this election that's coming up like how do you yeah. make a choice between yeah. biden and trump i mean when 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 uh, when the when the establishment republicans are coming out and endorsing biden it worries me mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like, like a Colin Powell endorsement. Eight years ago, would not have been what you wanted if you're a Democrat. Sure,
2: yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 pro- I probably read that a little differently though. I almost think it's more of a. I think those endorsements are more are not so much for. Biden as much as they are not Trump. You know what I mean? And not that not that I think personally that Biden's going to be this non-establishment guy. Um but I I think I think um Trump's kind of like uh chaotic behavior is I, I think he's I I just think people are even establishment Republicans
0: are just Exactly. Establishment Republicans uh, want him out of there. Establishment Republicans would rather have Biden, who is establishment, (laughs) and let's bring the uh, the old crew back. The one thing that that Trump has done, and if he wins, I believe he will, just because I don't see anyone stopping him and he wins again, is that, you know, this next time it's anybody's game, you know? Like, who's going to come after him? And, and 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 i don't know maybe he is draining the swamp yeah. <laughs> by his own i don't know man i just think he's such an idiot and he's getting played um and his ego's not letting him see how he's getting played he's playing right into this game but it's it's just the same old thing it's just it's not and it's no longer republicans versus uh democrats right now it's establishment versus anti-establishment and that's what's kind of scary in this world right now is the, the, the people who are anti-establishment are fighting amongst each other, <laughs> and, and and this institutional takeover is happening on our in our country. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what I sound like. Sometimes I feel like I sound like a crazy right-wing conspiracy theorist. <laughs> it man, everything's so hard to know anymore. I, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm seeing the truth and lies and everything. Yeah. How do you? How do we live in a world like that? <laughs> Well, and and it, Trump makes it that
2: much more difficult because I, I think what you were just saying is I think there's a great element of truth to it that Trump, I I, I think there is a, I don't know if you want to call it a movement, but like a, a, whether it's kind of like extreme right wing media or the alt-right or whatever you want to call it, I, I think they are using him, like they use him to accomplish whatever the goal is and he i don't know that he fully even knows what he's doing um, oh, he plays into he, it yeah um i i think i think he he's willing to say whatever he wants with which with uh I, like with a straight face that that uh he's kind of like almost the perfect tool you know because i think i think most people would say what they would see the contradiction in what they've said, or or, and and try to like, um, qualify it to a certain degree or backtrack to a certain degree, and, and he doesn't. And so, um, to it, which sometimes all you need to do is just say what you just got to say bullshit with confidence, and it has an impact, you know. Um, and anyway,
0: yeah, who knows? You know what Trump does? Trump empowers Karens. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> How do you feel about the, with the calling someone a Karen? I'm sorry if your name is Karen and you're a normal, nice person. Uh, right? Are people bothered by people calling people Karens? Is that a is that a? Yeah, it? yeah. White oh, women, oh, really? Don't like to be called Karen. They call heard... it the N word. Uh, <laughs> they call it the, the N word as, as if Karens have uh, been born as a Karen. No, you choose to be a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's a hashtag right now. Karen's gone wild on Twitter. Okay. Oh my gosh! Like you got to just look at look at those videos that people are posting. White mm-hmm. women are going insane in this country. I know. And they are in people's faces, and they are. There's this one where these uh, Puerto Ricans are at this park. They've finally been able to get together, and they're playing some uh, Spanish music. Yeah. And this lady's in their face telling them that they're not playing American music. And she's, my president, Donald Trump. And the way they have, they all have the same thing where they go into like the, almost this baby thing. Mm-hmm. And they love to say motherfucker. You motherfucker. And they start losing their minds. <laughs> like you got to go watch, man. It's crazy. It's a, <laughs> it's a crazy hashtag. I've been for two days just watching The Karen's Gone Wild. But that's what's happening is is that these these Women are seeing. It's not just women. That's just because you know that's a a particular. there's a lady in a a gas station yelling at a Native American to go back to where she came from, go back home, and she's like, "I'm from here. My ancestors are from here. You go back home." Yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. But but that's what Trump does. Trump comes out. He doesn't give a shit. He says what he wants to say. He says harmful things that hurt people. Yeah. Whether you believe in being PC or not being PC, he says harmful things that hurt people, and he does it on this public forum, and it lets, and it makes people think it's okay. Yeah, embolden, and and so that's that's what I mean by he empowers the Karens, <laughs> and that's maybe what needs to stop. That should be Biden's big <laughs> campaign: <laughs> defund the Karens. Yeah. You know. <laughs> You, you actually
2: made me think of something when you were talking about the Native American I don't made me think this, but I'm actually curious you know because you you have um, Asian American children mm-hmm. Have you had experience with uh, just kind of comments or whatever it is with that?
0: No um, yeah no one's ever said anything to me that doesn't mean in their uh-huh. day-to-day life they haven't been called things and when they were little growing up things that they might not even remember you know other kids yeah uh yeah talking to them but they're also um they're they're also uh i don't, I don't know they're just like i said i don't know i don't know they 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 pull from it they they are very much into the movement of Black Lives Matter because they consider themselves people of color, uh-huh. but they also consider themselves privileged. You know, and they haven't gone through that fight, and so yeah, so that's yeah. why it's like it's it's more they don't they're not fighting for them. You know, they're fighting for Black Lives at the moment. Which right, went, right. But but I haven't. I mean, not really. You know, I mean they're 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 half Korean uh-huh. and there's just not the same. At least where I've lived, there's just not the same racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm sure I'm sure they've they've been called things in their day to day life. I'm sure uh, people have made fun of their slanty eyes, and but they make fun of their own slanty eyes. So it's like it's it's kind of yeah. they don't really give anybody power. Yeah. Well, and and it's just interesting, like
2: you know, I. I look at even my own stereotypes when i was a teacher in the classroom and you have students of different backgrounds and i i just think even students perceive perceive other students differently and uh, i think students perceived you know the asian students differently they perceive the latino students differently and black students differently so even though um you know you, you can be considered a person of color that experience will be
0: Different. Yeah, they lived up to the Asian stereotype perfectly. They're bad drivers, and they get good grades. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's, it's I don't know. Like that, it, it may have played into their favor. They may have had, may have had teachers who who looked at them as these kids are supposed to do well, and they were encouraged right. more. As far as I know, right. you know. Yeah, they're they're the kind of kids that freak out when they get a B. Yeah. So right, and I don't know where that comes from, <laughs> other than never, other than yeah, them not wanting question. to live my life, you know, <laughs> and learning from my mistakes. Yeah. They're the only kids that have learned from their parents' mistakes. <laughs> yeah, but they're they're all they're all world leaders. Yeah. You know, I was talking to Holly the other day, and I was thinking how I was I was kind of thinking of on the idea of celebrity. And I had I had been listening to uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Mark Marin podcast where he's interviewing Jerry Seinfeld, and oh, I listened to that and, and this week too. Actually, and, he, and Seinfeld's talking about how he went went to New York, yeah, when he was young, and he was living in a box, you know, basically while he was trying to make it. And it's uh-huh. like, it's like that's what it takes. That's what it takes to make it is you have to like go out there and do it. And when you're young, you know, and and put yourself into these mm-hmm. and and grind. And I didn't do that. Yeah. You know, I chose to get married and have kids young and I always felt like I've missed out on that. And it's like, but the other day it hit me. It's like, no, I was, my job was to raise the kids that would actually do that. (laughs) And they're all Mm -hmm. in these positions where they have this opportunity to have these successful lives. And they're, they are, they're all, they're in the, on the front lines and they're, they're out there doing it. And it's like, okay, well, my job was to allow them to be that. They were, they're, they're actually, a lot, I, I never encouraged, I never felt like I lived vicariously through them, but all of a sudden I'm looking and I'm like, all right, well, they're all in this position to go out and I, I was kind of feeling jealous, I guess, yeah. where it's like, oh, man, yeah, yeah, where they are in their life right now, they can do anything and they, and they are, <laughs> and, but then it was like, no, man, like, yeah. yeah. that was, if I would have done it, that would have been it. I would have been done right now. And now it's just starting. Yeah. That right. makes any sense. I probably am just I'm just right. No, does that does make sense, actually. I think it makes a lot of sense. And so I don't know, I've kind of always taught them to learn from like, look, don't do it this way. Mm-hmm. I know where you want to be and this is not the mm-hmm. path to there. Yeah. So Yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, whew. <laughs> I don't know why I... <laughs> <laughs> we always go there, man, but uh, but I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, just—it needs to. Things need to be said. Yeah. I just—I just hope I don't sound uh, like, like a hypocrite or like we don't have the, the place to say some of the things we say. But I, you know.
2: Well, I, I, you know what? Like, here's the reality about human life: is like we've got to be able to process what we think. You know what I mean? Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. And processing what we think
0: is messy, right, right. And then some, and you have to speak it out loud sometimes too, just to hear 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 it with your own ears. Yeah, totally. To be like mm, that was a pretty, uh-huh. actually a pretty good idea when I heard it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and also, ooh, yeah, this total. is some dicey language to be speaking out loud. But I don't I don't know how else to communicate <laughs> without language.
2: Yeah. No, totally. Uh, and like, um, there there's a lot, there's a lot of um, evidence that the mind, the mind learns through words, you know, like, and so you gotta, you gotta use them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, it's, it's really hard. It's really like language right now is really hard because I, I learned a lot on, on that blackout Tuesday.
3: Uh-huh
0: when i saw people saying like myself this was myself i thought i thought i'm i'm a person of, of privilege i've never really had i've i've been in positions where if i was black i probably things wouldn't have gone down the way they went down right right totally i've, I've sat in the back of a police car texting you know <laughs> and, uh-huh. and so uh-huh. so I, I don't know but but So I'm like, I don't, my words, like, I I don't have anything to add to this. I'm like, I will shut my mouth and stop talking about the trivial things that I talk about and open open it up Mm -hmm. so that the things that do get said are the things that are important and need to be heard and don't get get lost in my bullshit. And and I think a lot of people thought that. And then what happened was, this is when people started just putting their black screens, then suddenly it became about you're doing more harm than good. and, And then you had... It, was just, it became a lot of people saying, and, and even with the Black Lives Matter and the All Lives Matter, you have people saying, you shouldn't say it like this. You should say it like this. And, it, and it's just, yeah. and it's all right. It's true. Right. Like, like I, I realize you, like, what happened, like, every, there's I see all these angles, but it's like, how can we communicate it without sounding condescending? Because it's that condescending tone that starts, suddenly there's this division. And it's like, we have this, we, we, we're thinking the same thing, but we're opposing each other in the way we say it. Well, and and if we and if you're not careful, like what it, what it does is it promotes
2: silence because it's like I am worried I'm going to say it wrong, so I'm just not going to say anything, um, and that's not helpful, right? Right. But 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 I don't. But know. What... anyway, you're you're out, You're on a point. In the value of words.
0: Yeah, and, and and how do you how do you know what to say? <laughs> we just got yeah. And and if somebody does something wrong, we have to be able to forgive them when they, as they're learning the language. Totally. Totally. And, and, and coming around because, because like it's, it's, it is going to be a slow, ugly change. But yeah. the, as, as people are, 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 awakening and coming to realize that there really is a, some a huge problem going on mm-hmm. in just the, the fabric of the world, not just this, you know, there's yeah. a, the, the whole thing's a problem that we, we, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be baby steps for some people. There are some it people is. that have had so much that, that it's just going to, they can't overnight change into uh, someone who's actually sees the problem or feels the problem. Yeah. yeah that actually makes me, when you're talking, that
2: made me thought of kind of two points. Maybe they're good closing points. First was, um, you know, I, I, I'm a basketball fan. So I listen to, um, David Locke, who's the play-by-play announcer, used to be on the radio in town. Um, he does a daily podcast about the Jazz. And, and he, you know, a, a week or two ago, made a comment. Um, he was talking about actually the coronavirus and and about the decision that should the NBA come back and so on. And and he made the point that, um, you know, there, we are in – this is such a new – such a new thing. Like the, we don't have a ton of data, and there's not a blueprint, and and people are going to make decisions, and there's not everybody's going to agree. And we need what is critical is that that we are charitable with one another and patient with one another, and accept that people are probably going to make decisions and get some of that wrong, and we need to be like okay with that. Like like we're in uncharted territories, and I, I kind of like thought about that. That's not just with that. I think that's with with all of this stuff, is even though I'd say with the race, like racial protests, we're not, we're not necessarily an uncharted territory there. But I do think um like we still need to be charitable to one another on like on how we address that, because um it's kind of similar to saying like change is change is messy and um and it's not always like and, and even like the things you think today. In a couple of weeks, you might feel a little differently about that. And like, we need to have the space to be able to, um, I don't know, to, to like revise what we thought or to encounter new information or to even have a change of heart. Like, and, and like that needs to be allowed. So I think that's maybe, you know, maybe a message of, of niceness here of, of, of like be, you know, be patient with one another. But the second thing you kind of got me thinking about when you're talking about you know, your, your privilege and everything, you know, you and I were both white men, grew up in predominantly white communities. You know, what what and we talked about this, maybe maybe it's what we talked about before, but moving forward, what's what do you think is the best
0: approach? Um, it's, it's just the. This is where it's sticky because it's like I don't know. Like I think the best approach is to is to kind of step aside, Uh Um, and and it's more of a generational thing—a generational stepping aside and letting the youth uh, take some things over. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
0: I don't I don't know if I've talked to you about it, but I've talked to people on other podcasts about that. I I think the age for the the, president should be 35. Like you have to be 35 to run. Yeah, you mentioned that before, and. And I just think I just think that the old the old institution is is gone. I mean, it never was. The old. We're we're still. There's got to be a complete wiping out of of what's there, as far as government is concerned. It's all these old. White people clinging to their privilege, you know, mm-hmm. and and this younger generation doesn't give a shit. This younger generation is non-binary. This, this younger generation doesn't give doesn't care what color you are, what the gender you yeah. are, or how you wear your yeah. hair, what clothes you wear. This gender doesn't. Mm-hmm. This this generation doesn't care. That's coming up. This younger generation. And so, why is there a, an older generation standing in their way? Yeah, yeah. trying to block it. Like, like it's changing. It's going to change, you know, <laughs> like, but it's going to take a removal of some, some people. A removal of like people who have been in the Senate for decades. How like, like, I don't know. I don't know. And that's all about gerrymandering and it's deep, man. That's going to be hard to unravel, but it's, yeah. I think we're just going to have to, it's going to be about voting, for, voting younger. Yeah. I think is uh, if, if you want the, your voice and vote to matter vote younger yeah because they're the ones that are that are that don't give a shit about any of this
2: well and when you're talking there it, it makes me think it kind of reminds me a little bit of, of okay so of uh, being a uh, middle-aged white man and like me in particular in suburban utah <laughs> right? it's like to be to be but but to be like too vocal can almost feel like you're mansplaining a little bit you know what i mean and maybe maybe yeah, the yeah. the appropriate the appropriate thing is um to like be a listener and supportive
0: um, yes exactly so yeah that's exactly that's interesting and 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 don't be an old man hot hot air blabber, Right. <laughs> <you know>? right. <laughs> instead it is it's about listening to the ideas that the youth has And seeing that they're good ideas and reiterating back, yes, run with that. Do that. I think. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. There's a whole generation that's right above me that likes to um, just talk about the way things were. Yeah. And it it falls, it starts falling on deaf ears, I think, with my generation and Generation X, because, like, we don't, we never gave a shit about anything, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and, and, and because of that, we never did anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's going to take younger people, but but I hate getting, I hate sitting around with older people that just tell you the way it is and they think they know because they're old. Yeah. And it's like, you just know the way it was right. and like, let's, we can have a new way.
2: Right. Well, which is why people die. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, that's,
0: that's why we die. <laughs> And, and, it's, and there's still some years there's still some years by the okay. time by the time generation x and generation y and generation millenniums or whatever um uh-huh. are our are, are senior citizens and we're almost there and are mm-hmm. um, starting to die that's when you're going to finally see change it's going to take some time you got to let some people die the, the healthcare healthcare system for the wealthy white elite is pretty darn good compared to yeah. everybody else so yeah. they're going to be around for a while yeah, and they'll be the ones uploading themselves into the cloud first. So like we, hopefully, <laughs> that eternal you know, living in the cloud technology doesn't occur before they they move on. Otherwise, they'll yeah, be there totally. for a blocking their, <laughs> it, blocking everybody <laughs> the path for everyone else, hogging <laughs> you <know>, all the bandwidth. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, that's probably a good place to to uh, stop. I <laughs> don't
3: of the class, but the lesson plan he can't recall, the student's eyes don't perceive the lies, bouncing on every fucking wall, closure is well kept, I guess he fears playing the fool, the place that students sit, and listen to that bullshit that he'd learned in school, Europe, my vote to swing on, Get on a fake from it, yeah we hang from it, gotta get it, gotta get it, brother man, right the motherfucking brother man, expose close the doors of those who try, the strike The circle of hatred continues unless we react We gotta take the power back